Mic check, one, two, one, two. Let's go. Another Taste to Consider podcast episode. Yes, indeed. Let's go. <laughs> I just wanna chill and twist a lot. Catch things in my 745. You drive me crazy, shorty. I need to see you and feel you next to me. I'm provide everything. Say sick and see the podcast. I don't want to see you cry. Got some questions that I got. We back for another episode. Another week has ended. Another week is about to begin. Let's go. Have love for me, girl. It's easy to love me now. Would you love me if I was down and out? Would you still say sick and sit apart? Case. I fell off tomorrow. Would you still love me? If I didn't smell so good, would you still hug me? If I got locked up and sent this to a quarter century, could I count on you to be there to support me mentally? If I went back to a hoopty for my bands, would you poof and disappear? Like some of my friends, if I was hit and I was hurt, would you be by my side? If it was time to put in work, would you be down to ride? I'd get out and kill a nigga, cap and chill and drive. I'm Say sick and sit a podcast. If I ain't rap because I flip burgers at Burger King, would you be ashamed to tell your friends you're feeling me? In the bed if I use my tongue, would, would you like that? If I wrote you a love letter, would, would you, you like that? Back? Now we can have a little drink, you know I like that. And we can go do what you like, you know, know you I like that. that. Uh. Girl, Say sick and sit a podcast. Let's go. Another episode. Do you believe me when I tell you, you the one I'm loving? Are you mad cause I'm asking you 21 questions? Are you my soulmate? Cause if so, girl, you're a blessing. Do you trust me enough to tell me your dreams? I'm staring at you trying to figure how you got them jeans. If I was down, would you say things to make me smile? I treat you how you want to be treated, just teach me how. If I was with some other chick and someone happened to Say sick and sit a podcast. We back for another episode. Feels so good to be back. Yes. To make it up, I do whatever it takes. Uh huh. I love you like a fat kid love cake. You know my style. I say anything to make you smile. Girl, it's easy to love me now. Would you love me if I was down and out? Would you still have love for me, girl? It's easy to love me now. Say sick and sit a podcast. Uh, yes, rest in peace to Biz Marquis. Let me tell you a story in my situation. I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation. The way that I met her was on tour at a concert. She had long hair and a short miniskirt. I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat. Say, sing and sit a podcast. guess who I met? I whispered in the air, come to the picture booth so I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof. I asked her her name, she said blah, blah, blah. She had nine, ten pants and a very big bra. 
I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused. I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range. But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange. Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend. She said, no, I don't. I only have a friend. Only a friend. Come on. I'm not uh. even going for it. This is what I'm going to say. But you say he's just a friend. But you say he's just a friend. Oh, baby, you. Take Sick and City Podcast. Rest in peace to Biz Marquis. Radio, TV, and even uh. say what's the meaning of V-A-P-O-R-S. The meaning of this word, without no doubt, means nobody want to beat that one you're down and out. Now, once you're established and got a lot of money, everybody want to be your buddy and honey. Like tall builders, they call skyscrapers. Can you feel it? Nothing can save you, but this is the season of catching the vapors. And since I got time, what I'm gonna do is tell you how they spread it throughout my crew. Well, you all know T.J. Swan, who sang on my record. Say, Signal City Podcast. Rest in peace to Biz Marquis. Try to talk to this girl named Fran The type of female with fly Gucci wear With big truck jewelry and extensions in her hair When Swan tried to kick it, she always best Talking about, baby please, you work for UPS Since he wasn't no type of big drug dealer My man TJ Swan didn't appeal to her But now he trucks gold and wear fly belly boots Rough leather fashion and tough silk suits Now she stopped fronting and wants to speak And be coming to all the shows every single weekend To get his people number, she be begging please Dying for the day to get skis She go the Vegas Uh Take Sick and City Podcast Let's go Take Sick and City Podcast We back for another episode Rest in peace to Biz Marquee Man We lost another one we lost another hip hop legend, man. It's it's a sad thing. I I believe he was only fifty seven years old. Man, let's take a moment of silence. Rest in peace to Biz Marquis, hip hop legend, man. We losing too many people at an early age, man. This this shit is getting crazy. It's getting very crazy, man. He uh had uh diabetic he he passed from diabetic complications. Oh man. It's a tough situation. Too many people dying young when they shouldn't be dying so young. Uh, let me start out with my drink for tonight. My drink and cigar. Um, I am. I'm just repeating the drink from last episode. The uh, monkey show the whiskey. Um, if you didn't listen to last episode, you can go back and listen to it. But the monkey show the whiskey is a very good whiskey. Yes, indeed, it is. Um, I've been I've been down here in the in Rip's tasting room pre gaming for. Excuse me, dang, that was the first burp. I ain't, dang, what's that? Excuse me, two burps, seven minutes in the show off of the monkey shoulder. That's burp three right there. Um, What I'm smoking on, I'm smoking on a uh, Drew Estate Undercrown cigar. It's a good cigar. Um, 
Well, let me rewind back. The monkey show this a good whiskey is is really smooth. Uh it's not strong at all. It doesn't have a a strong aftertaste, but this uh cigar is it goes well with the cigar. Uh, shit, I'm damn near finished the cigar. I I've been smoking this for a minute. Um I've been pre-gaming with this cigar. And this cigar is is is, is pretty good. Pretty good. I like it. Um, like I said, it's it's pretty much gone because I've been pre-gaming with this cigar. And I've been pre-game down here pre-gaming for about uh for a little bit over an hour. So that's about that's a good amount of time for a cigar to last. I still got a couple of pulls to it. But this cigar is very good. Um I like it. And I recommend it. Once again, it's a Drew Estate under under Crown cigar. I like it. We back for another episode. Yes, indeed. Make sure you follow me. A Taste to Consider podcast on Instagram. That is the handle. A Taste to Consider podcast. Also follow me on Instagram. A Taste to Consider LLC. That is the page for my clothing brand. Uh, I just um, put up the new signature men's t-shirts on a taste to consider.com make sure you go on a taste to consider.com to check out the therapy and heal t-shirts got multiple colors in them for men and women and i just released the signature a taste to consider t-shirts for men right now i just have the men's t-shirts up there for taste to consider signature t-shirts the uh colors that i have up there right now are white and black i will have more colors coming up soon for the men's t-shirt and i will be releasing a women's t-shirt pretty soon but women ladies you can go in there and get your man a t-shirt um yeah I told you that I will be releasing a new product soon, and it's up there. So I have some more uh, products coming up pretty soon. Um, uh, I wasn't able to put them on the site uh, this week like I wanted to because a lot of the merchandise is out of stock. So just make sure you have a taste to consider.com in your phone ready check it out there's products up there for you to purchase funny thing about it is um i gave a signature shirt to my older brother uh, a couple of weeks for father's day actually and he wore it today (laughs) and he said that uh he wore it at one of his uh his work events and let me pull up the text and read exactly what he said, because I thought it was funny. Um, he was like, I'm a I'm brand amb- ambassador today, 
and I realized some people could read this shirt the wrong way <laughs> or they think or they think I'm communicating something. Thinking emoji, laughing emoji. <laughs> so make sure you go on uh, tasteandconsider.com and check out the merchandise. Um, it's it's enough merchandise up there for everybody, men and women. Um, yeah, make sure you support me. Um, I appreciate all the support that I've gotten so far, all the people who have purchased merchandise from the website, and all the people who have liked and shared. You know, I appreciate that as well. Um, it's very difficult being a quote-unquote small business owner and I'll go into that later on another episode I really don't feel like getting into it right now but recap of last episode last episode was like me love me or leave me and at first the the first couple of days when I released the episode I didn't really get I didn't get no feedback at all but in the course of the week going by I definitely received feedback (laughs) And I appreciate everybody who listened to the show. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Amazon. Uh, yeah, it's up there. You can follow, like I said, you can follow me on the Taste to Consider podcast on Instagram. The link is in the bio. The link is in the bio even on greatest.i.am.blog. That's my handle on Instagram for my um, mental health blog. And my mental health blog website is greatestiamblog.com. You can also follow each and every podcast on the U-A-N-D-U underscore network, which is on Instagram. The link is in the bio, the link tree for each and every podcast that is under that network. I appreciate everybody who is listening to my podcast as well as every other podcast on that network. We just flowing right now. Um, Make sure each and every podcast that you listen to, that you download the podcast, listen to the podcast, and then you can delete that download from your phone. That's how we get our numbers. That is how we get our numbers. So make sure you support each and every one of the podcasts. You know, if you listening to me, make sure you listen to check out some of the of the of some of the other podcasts to see what you like. You know, it's enough. It's enough for everybody. For every like, if if you're a well-rounded person, you will be able to listen to every one of the podcasts. If you're not if you're not into certain things, it's a podcast for you on the network. Trust me, trust me. So make sure once you listen to those podcasts, you um you share those podcasts as well. I mean, let's be real. You know, social media is a popularity contest. So I know people are afraid to share podcasts if it's not quote unquote popping. You know, in the popularity realm. But just share the podcast. Put that shit in your story. It's sitting in your story for 24 hours. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to feel uh, obligated to post it directly on your Facebook site or your Instagram site or your Twitter. 
each and every one of those social media sites has stories, and those stories last for 24 hours. You can put those podcasts in your stories, and you won't have to feel like you're lame or something because you're sharing something that's not quote-unquote popular. (laughs) But, yeah. Recap of the last episode, like I said, I appreciate everybody who listened to the episode. Um, Personally, I I wasn't really feeling the episode like that when I went back and listened to it. But if you know me, that's just me. But I got a I every person who hit me up gave me great feedback on the episode and I appreciate it. Keep the feedback coming, whether you like it or not, you know what I'm saying? If there's things that are, you know, I'm I'm cool with constructive criticism. You know what I'm saying? Um I'm not that uh egotistical or arrogant that I can't take um constructive criticism so you know keep the feedback coming i appreciate it it keeps me going so like i said once again I, i've said this like multiple times already <laughs> um recap of the last episode that that last episode yeah the reason I didn't really uh like it as much was because I felt like I left some things out that I that I wanted to um talk about or I wanted to point, you know, make points on. But it's all good, you know, things happen for a reason. But yeah. Recap of the episode, you know what I'm saying? I went into I went into some things about, you know, relationships and, you know, Liking the person you are in a relationship, loving the person, and you know, if you're not in a certain mind frame or not getting certain certain things or a certain treatment that you want and stuff like that, you know, leave them. You know, but in all and just to put things in perspective, I'm going to uh, sorry about that. I'm going to play a clip that pretty much. Um, Pretty much sums up everything that I was talking about in that episode. Just when it comes down to it, is is always a uh, a main message that I'm trying to push, and that the message that I was trying to push in in the last episode was, you know, just you know try to live in the present moment more and and stop worrying about certain outcomes and certain statuses, certain labels, or certain optics when it comes to social media or when it comes to how things look with your family and friends or the world. So let me play this clip. Honestly, my brother, I don't think like that. I don't think down the street because I'm going to mess around and miss the day, worry about tomorrow. I'm going to dominate this right here. Which my domination of this is going to prepare me for tomorrow, but I don't think like that. I don't sit back and say, well, what's going to happen down the street? I, I don't work like that with me, with, with me personally. And my team will tell you, I don't, I don't look at it like that. Yes. So for context purposes, I could explain it to you. But if you haven't listened to the last episode, go back and listen to the, the last episode. Like me, love me, or leave me. And then... Just come on back to this episode. You know what I'm saying? So, moving along. TV and movie reviews. 
yesterday I um I watched the new Space Jam. It came out on HBO Max. I watched I was I was in the tasting room. I was chilling, you know, having a taste and stuff. So I decided to watch the new Space Jam movie with LeBron James. And I have to say, this it was good. I've I I enjoyed the hell out of it. I enjoyed Space Jam 2 with LeBron James in it. And I believe one of the reasons why I enjoyed it because of the nostalgia of the first Space Jam with Michael Jordan and having the Looney Tunes and stuff and everything. You know, because in my age bracket, we grew up on seeing the Looney Tunes. And and I was sitting there thinking and stuff while I was watching the movie. And I'm I'm like, you know, is this is this Space Jam geared towards, you know, the younger generation? Who is this who is this Space Jam really geared towards? Because granted you have LeBron fans um that's younger than me and you know whether they're in their adulthood younger than me in their teens or if they're younger and they and you know they love LeBron. You know LeBron is a polarizing figure. He's considered one of the greats in NBA history already while he's still in the NBA, playing in the NBA. But when it comes to uh, mixing him with the Looney Tunes, you know, the younger generation, younger than me and stuff, don't really know too much about the Looney Tunes because the Looney Tunes ever, haven't really been out there like that for the younger generation. So, you know, is this like a more of a reintroduction? Is this a reintroduction to my crowd as well as an introduction to the younger crowd? Is what I was wondering. But overall, I enjoyed the movie. Um, I believe, you know, anybody else who watches it, whether they're in my age bracket or if they're younger, they will enjoy it. Um, it wasn't corny. They. They did a lot of great things in this movie, I believe. I, they they mixed a lot of um, uh, a lot of elements throughout TV and movies uh, in the past, whether it was with um, um, any type of superheroes or superhero characters or cartoon characters. They they did a lot of great things with it. And shout out to Malcolm Lee. Uh, he directed the movie, and he also uh, played a part in writing the screenplay. So I thought the the movie was very good. I, I I really enjoyed it, and I was shocked that I enjoyed it. I thought I was just gonna be sitting down here in the tasting room, and you know, having a taste, and just you know, watching the movie to as the the time passed by, so I can talk about it on the podcast. But I really enjoyed the movie. <laughs> it was it was really good. So. Shout out to uh, LeBron and all the people that was involved in in the uh, the movie because it it was very good. I gotta say that it was very good. So another thing that I watched was um, I believe it was was it last week? I think it was last week. It was around the J- July Fourth holiday, so yeah, it was last week, and it was on Showtime. It was the Dick Gregory documentary. And um, I've been a, a big fan of Dick Gregory for for some years. Um, I've watched a lot of his videos and his interviews that he did over the um, over the years. 
where he would speak on a lot of um, social stuff, uh, political stuff, uh, controversial stuff, um, <laughs> conspiracy stuff, blackity black woke stuff. So I've definitely enjoyed everything that has to do with Dick Gregory. Um, I enjoyed the documentary. I felt like it could have went further, but I always feel like that. I feel like they could have went a little uh, deeper into um, his some of his feelings about some of the things that were going on uh, in the years before he passed, uh, some of his views, some of the controversial views that he had, uh, conspiracy theories that he had and stuff like that. But overall, I enjoyed the documentary, you know, just to get a little, um, you know, get a little context on his life, um, where he came from, uh, how he how he changed his mentality and how he used his comedy to get messages across. And it's kind of like, you know, when I was sitting there watching the documentary and started to get get into a little bit more of who he was and his comedy and stuff like that, it kind of reminded me of how Dave Chappelle is now. So you can almost consider Dave Chappelle the uh, modern day Dick Gregory with how, you know, Dave Chappelle uses his comedy to get uh, messages across socially, politically, controversial, conspiracy, whatever. But, you know... (laughs) Uh, I always think of when I think about Dick Gregory, I always go back to the first house party with Kid and Play and, you know, how they used to always uh, <laughs> how they would put those certain parts in there. They would talk about with uh, Robert Harris and other parts in the movie where they would talk about Dick Gregory and the um <laughs> and they would talk about, you know, the drink that he had. Um <laughs> like the part when when uh Tisha Campbell showed up to her girl house, Shireen House, and she was like she <laughs> she was in she lived in the projects. So her uncle was sitting there and Shireen had asked her uh little brother to make her some Kool-Aid for her and Tisha Campbell. And then while he was in the kitchen making some Kool-Aid, her uncle was like <laughs> Hey Peanut <laughs> Fix me some of that Dick Gregory. (laughs) Man, that movie is a classic, man. But yeah, and it even goes into, in that documentary, goes into how he came up with the drink and how he changed his diet and his eating habits and stuff like that. So it was a a great documentary, you know what I'm saying? Um, But also another thing that I watched... um, this week was it this week or last week it don't matter um i watched the black widow movie it finally came out the black widow movie part of the the marvel cinematic universe finally came out it got delayed for a while because of uh covid but it finally came out and i ain't gonna lie i was disappointed but honestly I wasn't that disappointed because I didn't really expect much because I felt like they should have released the movie sooner. Like, the fact that they... Excuse me, burp number four. The fact that they released the movie when they did... Excuse me, dang. The fact that they released the movie when they did felt like it was it was, it was was way too late, you know? Um, 
because the movie just came out, right? But in the timeline of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, the movie, uh, the plot of the movie happened after the uh, Captain America Civil War movie. And the Captain America Civil War movie came out probably like, um, let me look this up. I want to get this right. Captain America, Captain America Civil War. Uh, Captain America Civil War came out in 2016. So the Black Widow movie was supposed to be right after the Captain America Civil War movie. And it came out in 2021. But Civil War came out in 2016. So I feel like the movie was just too late. Like they should have been released this movie. It should have been came out. And I feel like the only reason that, you know, they really... Uh, shot the movie and came out with the movie is because of uh, um, they wanted to give uh, women women more of a spotlight within the Marvel Cinematic Universe and there's nothing wrong with that and you know what I'm saying I'm not saying that there's nothing wrong with that but I felt like they just should have released it earlier but overall I mean it had good action in it but for me I'm a diehard uh, Marvel fan, MCU fan, so it was just a little, it was too little too late. So, you know, everybody else have their other, their their own opinion, but I felt like it was too little too late. Also a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, which is, which just ended, was the Loki television series, which was on the Disney Plus app. And I didn't I didn't really enjoy the series. Like this year we had the WandaVision come out, um Wanda Maximoff, which is Scarlet Witch, her and um the Vision. They had this show together. I, I really enjoyed that show. That came out earlier this year. Also the um Captain the Captain America when the soldier uh series came out as well on Disney Plus. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the WandaVision series because of the the creativeness of it, the story and the plot of it. I enjoyed the uh the Winter the Captain America Winter Soldier series because of the action. Um but the Loki series I just didn't I just didn't connect with it for some reason. I didn't connect with it. I'm not necessarily saying it was bad, but I just didn't connect with it. I didn't have any type of connection with it. I felt like they were trying to push um, certain things in the in the series that kind of didn't really connect with the story, so to speak. But it had six episodes in the series. I only enjoyed two of them. Uh, that was episode four, episode three, I think it was episode three, and the finale. I thoroughly enjoyed the finality. Spoiler alert. Um, not big spoilers, but I enjoyed the finale because of uh how they how they are setting up the rest of the Marvel movies that are coming out. Later this year, as well as next year, the phase four of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I definitely enjoyed um, uh, 
Let me make sure I get his name right. And I can't believe I'm messing it up. This is terrible. I definitely enjoyed Jonathan Majors' performance in, in the finale. Jonathan Majors, he's a, a black American actor. He played in Lovecraft Country. He played in a few movies, um, but he is actually playing King the Conqueror in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And he made his debut in the finale of the Loki series. And he did a phenomenal job. I mean, that episode was incredible because of his performance. Jonathan Majors. Let me pull up some of the other movies that he played in. Um, like I already say, he played in Love Lovecraft Country, which is a series that was on HBO. He played in the The Last Black Man in San Francisco. He played in When We Rise. Um, what else? He played in The Five Bloods. Uh, what else he played in? Um, notable things that he played in. White Boy Rick. Um, let me see. Mm. He's slated to play in Creed 3. Now that's interesting. So um I'm just going off of a I'm just going off an assumption. Now I'm I'm assuming that he's gonna be playing a boxer in Creed 3. But um what else he playing in? Um yeah, he's on the rise. Uh Jonathan Majors. Lovecraft Country, um, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, um, The Five Bloods. You know, if you don't know who he is, look his name up, and you once you see his face, you'll you'll know who he is. But he will be um, playing in the upcoming Marvel movie Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. So, like I said, he is the new villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I am looking forward to uh, seeing him again in this universe because he did a great job in the finale of the Loki series. So, moving along from movies and TV. Yes, I watched... Oh. I forgot to mention this show right here. I just watched this junk this week on Netflix. It's called Heist. It's a docu-series. Um, it's called Heist. It's on Netflix. It's a docu-series show. And, man, I got to say, I enjoyed that show. Um, it's about uh, it's real-life stories of people who committed heist crimes. They stealing money or... Uh, some type of merchandise or something, real-life stories. And uh, each story has two parts to them. So I believe it was like six episodes. Um, they So they, they did three stories in this docu-series. And, man, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, it's called Heist. I also watched another show on um, Netflix. I'm I'm always, I mean... I love movies and TV. So I was watching another show on uh Netflix. Uh it's a it's a Nollywood show, uh, uh African show. And if you listen to the podcast for a while, y'all know I watch I've I've gotten into those Nollywood movies and shows and stuff. They are very good. And this this one in particular, it came out in 2019. 
It's called Shadow, and it's a um, it's an action type of show, a uh, crime show. Um, it was very good. I I very much enjoyed it. So check those shows and movies out. You know, don't go off of my reviews solely because you know everybody has different tastes. But I'm just here to point out the things that I enjoyed, and you know, just give you something different if you looking for something to watch. Moving along. It's funny because um, I talk about Mercury Retrograde on the podcast a lot. Um, it happens several times throughout each year. And, it's, and it was funny because a lot of people don't know that because Mercury Retrograde is so polarized in, in, in um, popular culture. You see it on social media and all that other stuff. People only think that Mercury is the only planet that goes in the retrograde. But that, but I've talked about other planets that have gone in retrograde on the podcast. <laughs> but they just aren't polarized as much. But they are just as important, if not more important, than Mercury retrograde. So there are other planets that go in the mer- in retrograde. So you know, make sure you look look it up if if you're interested. But particularly one, one, one uh, it's not a planet, but it's, a, it's considered an asteroid that orbits the Earth. And it's called Chiron. It's spelled C-H-I-R-N. Chiron is in retrograde. It went in the retrograde July 15th, and it will be in retrograde until December 19th. So I'm going to play a clip to give you better context of Chiron. Chiron retrograde, and I'll speak on it a little bit more after the clip. So here we go. Bear with me. Astrology update. Chiron is officially retrograde today, and this is what it means for you. Chiron represents the wounded healer in astrology. It represents your deepest wound. But see how it kind of looks like a key? That's because it's the key to open up the doorway to your deepest healing. This retrograde is all about becoming a self-healer. So what you can expect is some possible old wounds to resurface. The purpose of this is so you could heal these wounds, find the gift within them, and become a self-healer. In my next video, I'll be going much deeper into this transit. Yeah, so that's just a little a little clip to give you just a taste of what Chiron, ret- Chiron and Chiron retrograde is about but i'm gonna go a little further you know you can always look all this stuff on up online and if you're into astrology you know that chiron is in your natal chart the natal chart is uh, a chart that represents where each and every planet as well as each and every planet your signs each and every where each and every sign and planet, etc., was was sitting in during your time of birth. And a great website to look up your own natal chart is astro.com. That's astro.com. A-S-T-R-O.com. Astro.com. And once you go on that website, you will see natal chart. That's all you have to do is put in your date of birth and your time of birth. That is important, your time of birth. If you don't know your time of birth, you can still put the your date of birth in and get a glimpse of 
where each and every planet as well as each and every sign where it was sitting in the day you were born. And that helps to figure out um, how the planets as well as those signs that's in your natal chart affect you, how they they affect you as far as the way you see things, the way you experience things, the way you feel things, the way other people see you, the way other people experience you. So check that out. Chiron Retrograde. So you heard the video. So um, while Chiron is in retrograde, you may have a lot of things come up for you in your, that, that were part of your past, whether it was your your uh, childhood, um, you'll have to um, feel some sort sort of uh, things from your past that was part of your inner child. Um, let me see. Um, you might have to deal with some sort of uh, forgiveness, whether it's forgiving yourself or forgiving, forgiving someone else. Um, in that video, she stated about self-healing. Um, the things that will come up that were from your past, these are the things that you may have to self-heal from. Um, wounds from the past, certain traumas, uh, self-love, you know. Um, it's real, honestly. I mean, I know a lot of people, I t- you know, I, I talk about this a lot. And, you know, my boys, they make jokes about it and stuff like that. But this stuff is real. Like everything in your life affects you, whether it's the the planets, the how you were raised, uh, the people you deal with. All that stuff plays a part in it. Um, and like I said, uh, Chiron is known as the wounded healer. So wherever Chiron is in your natal chart, it tells you the things that you experienced in your life that wounded you pretty badly and uh, and may have and may be still affecting you to this day so um during this chiron retrograde you know certain insecurities fears and patterns of pain will come up um these things are coming up because they're being brought to your attention for you to heal self-healing or you reach out to somebody to help you, whether it be a counselor, therapist, pastor, or whatever, you know. Um, so just be aware, be self-aware of these things. And I didn't even know Chiron Retrograde was coming up, but it made sense because, like, even before I found out Chiron was in retrograde, I already started looking for a new therapist. And um, it was already in my plan to to start looking for a new therapist, but I was just chilling and waiting. But this week in particular, you know, I went online and started looking up therapists. And then when I found out Chiron was in retrograde, it all made sense for me, you know, because a lot of things have been coming up from the past, insecurities and fears and stuff like that. So I felt as though that it was time for me to start, you know, uh, looking for a new therapist and, you know, getting back into therapy because I took a little break from it. And particularly, I took that break while Mercury was in retrograde um, because I didn't want to start a new therapist 
uh, a new relationship with a therapist during Mercury retrograde because it is said to not start, if you can help it, not to start anything new during Mercury retrograde. And Mercury retrograde ended, the post-shadow phase ended probably about two, three weeks ago. Um, Yeah, so it's no coincidence. Like, a lot of things in life aren't coincidences. So, yeah. I'm looking for a new therapist. Um, I made a list of some some people that I'm going to check out, get some consultations from this week. So I'm excited about that, but at the same time, I'm kind of leery about that. And it's funny because I was thinking earlier this week, and I was like, um, you know, going going through the show, um, and and just like. I didn't know whether I wanted to share this or not because I don't want to stray people away from therapy, but therapy is like any other relationship. You have to go through and see who's, you know, who who's compatible with, who you're compatible with. And that's and that's the same thing with therapy. So I'm going to be vetting therapists um, in this upcoming week to figure out who's somebody that I feel comfortable with and, you know, somebody that I can have a safe space with that will um, help me continue my my progression, my healing journey and stuff. So, you know, I'm excited, but at the same time, I'm kind of leery because the past couple of therapists that I, I dealt with weren't a good, nah, <laughs> it wasn't a good taste. So, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, if you're interested in in astrology or how Chiron affects you, like I said, look up your natal chart. And there's people who you can actually pay who do your who will do the natal chart for you. So those services out there. So you know, it's up to you. Like I said, man, rest in peace to Biz Marquis, man. This is a tough situation. Like I said, I believe he was 57 when he passed yesterday. He passed from diabetic complications. And, man, it's it's too many people in the entertainment business that we have loved and and, um, appreciated that have passed at a young age. And they all have been black men. And it just had me thinking, like, and... I forgot to mention this on the last show, but I went uh, I went fishing during the July 4th holiday with my dad, my uncles, and my brother, and my cousin. And I was just, you know, on a fishing trip, you know, enjoying it and stuff, but I was just looking at my uncles and my dad and stuff, and and they're only like 20, 20, 20 plus years removed from me, and just, you know, the fragileness that I've seen in them and and how they um how they how they look and and how they gone through their life not really taking care of themselves and stuff like that and it just had me thinking like man us black men we got to do better man with uh how we take care of ourselves physically mentally and emotionally so um i've done this before on the podcast where i talked about some of the supplements that i've t- that I take, you know, um, I do, uh, smoke cigars. I only do that once a, once a week for the show. 
Um, I do drink. I may drink. Uh, I, I usually only drink during the weekends. And if I don't drink during the weekends, I only drink because of the show. And um, other than that, I, show, I socially drink. So I, I pretty much eat pretty healthy um, because, you know, um, I'm getting back into my workout regimen. Uh, before the pandemic, I was going to the gym five, six times a week. Uh, but during COVID, I fell off. So now I'm getting back into the to the uh, groove of things. Uh, I went to the gym today. Today is Saturday. So um, I'm getting back into the groove of things. Um, right now I'm going to the gym uh, four, four times a week, five maybe. But I'm getting back into the mode where it's going to be uh, five to six times a week that I'm going back to the gym. And... I'm getting back heavily into my meditation, and like I just said, I'm looking for a new therapist. So, yeah, man, um, these 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 type of things, you know, they they don't take a lot out of out of your your time. Um, you know, the cliche saying you you make time for the things that's important to you, but we have to start making our health physically mentally and emotionally important to us black men you know what i'm saying so i know it, the gym ain't for everybody but i'm just going to throw out some things to you you know you know you take take whatever you feel like doing um but phys- physically you know um i know the gym is not for everybody but if you don't want to go to the gym or pay a membership or anything like that, just, you know, take a walk. Take a walk, uh, particularly, like, during your lunch break, you know, you eat your food. You know, uh, if you got an hour, 30-minute lunch break, you know, you take 15, 30 minutes to eat your lunch. And then that next 15 or 30 minutes, take a walk. You know, just walking can can do a lot for you. Uh, when I was actually in the office uh, working, I'm still teleworking at the time being, after I would eat my lunch, I would go for a walk, you know, despite the fact that, you know, I was going, I was in the gym heavily. But take a walk. And I, and something that I always suggest to people when they ask me about getting into shape and, and losing weight and stuff like that, outside of eating right, you know, uh, buy a jump rope. It's that simple. You can go to the dollar store and get a jump rope, five and below, whatever is in your area. Walmart, Target, buy a jump rope, whether it's a regular jump rope or a weighted jump rope. You can spend 10, between 10 and 30 minutes jumping rope, doing it in in one-minute intervals. And you, you got a cell phone, so you got a timer on it. You know, time, just get a jump rope. Go outside, you know, you can start with 10 with uh, ten minutes, doing one-minute intervals in 10 minutes. Jump rope for one minute, rest for a minute, and keep doing that all the way up to 10 minutes. Do 10 minutes of jump jumping rope, one minute of rest. So that's 20 minutes out of your day right there, and you can progress as you go along. Instead of taking the elevator, walk up the stairs, you know. It's, it's things that you can do that don't have to be so... So, uh, so, um, what's the word I want to use? So, uh, intense, like how the gym is, you know? 
If you got a treadmill, anything, just walk on the treadmill. Do a light jog. Um, a, a lot of treadmills, they already have programs on them where you can do uh, some in, incline programs where it's like you're walking on hills and stuff, and they'll, they'll, uh, they'll go through intervals of walking up and down the incline and stuff like that, trying to simulate you walking up hills or taking a hike or something. And another thing physically, um, drink tea. But even before tea, make sure you drink water. Drink water. Water is very important. Your body is over 70% water. Drink water. A lot of times you may be feeling tired and stuff like that, sluggish and stuff. It ain't. It might not be because you're not getting enough sleep. It was because you don't have enough water in your body. You're dehydrated. Water is very important. And for a person like me, I sweat a lot when I work out and stuff like that. Even randomly, I just be sweating because my body, my body is just it just gets hot <laughs> quicker. So it's very important to keep yourself hydrated. Drink water. So above water, drink some tea. Green tea. One of my favorites is uh, pomegranate green tea. Another favorite of mine is mint tea, um, where it has uh, peppermint, spearmint, and other other herbs in the tea. Like one of the best things you can do is get herbs in your body. And if you're not doing it by eating, you can do it by drinking tea. I drink. I drink um, in a day. I drink almost five, six different types of teas. I'll drink, I'll start off my morning with drinking mint tea. Then I'll move on to a, a form of green tea, whether it's pomegranate, lemon, or just regular green tea. I drink uh, elderberry tea. I drink uh, green tea with turmeric in it. Turmeric is very good for you. It helps with inflammation and stuff. I also, one of the, one of the best teas you can drink for your body if you're a smoker or drinker is roasted dandelion tea. It, it helps clint, detox your, your liver. Um, it's, it's, it's so many different types of teas you can drink that you can get healthy herbs in your body. Like it's a herb out here for everything that can heal everything in your body. So, you know, I have I have. I got multiple teas in my house that I drink throughout the day. <laughs> um, Supplement-wise, uh, great supplements for men is maca root. That's M-A-C-A, maca root supplements. I get mine on Amazon. There's three different types of maca root. There's red, black, and I forgot the other color. But they're just different types of maca root. But the, the, the supplements that I get, um, they have all three of the important maca roots in them. Another um, supplement that I take that's very uh, uh, beneficial for men is Tong Cat Ali, T T O N G K A T A L I. Tong Cat Ali is very good for men as far as uh, testosterone, vitality purposes, and that goes along with maca root. Those are very good for men who are getting older, uh, for their vitality, their testosterone, muscle development, um, sexual health. 
another supplement that I take is um, sea moss and bladder rack. It comes together. You can get it separately where you can just get sea moss supplements, and they, they sell it where you can make your own. But um, I don't want to do all that, so I just get it already pre-made. It's in supplements. It's, it's a sea moss and bladder, B-L-A-D-D-E, bladder, yeah, bladder rack, Blad, B-L-A-D-D-E-R-W-R-A-C-K, bladder rack, sea moss and bladder rack. It, it comes together in a supplement. Um. What's another thing? Another important thing that I take is chlorophyll. I take liquid chlorophyll. Very important for black men as well as black people, period. Because our melanin is synonymous with chlorophyll. You know, chlorophyll is what give, gives plants the green color in them. And melanin is what gives us our, our color to black people. Brown all the shades of brown. That's the same thing as chlorophyll. They're synonymous with each other. So that tells you how important they are. So um, I take liquid chlorophyll, but they also sell chlorophyll in supplements. I get my liquid chlorophyll on Amazon, but they also have the supplements on it. So pick and choose what you want. Another important uh, supplement is black seed oil. Black seed oil is a very highly touted supplement. So, once again, there's uh, black seed oil, chlorophyll, sea moss and bladder rack, maca root, tongue cat ali, and elderberry. I I I get my elderberry through tea, but they have it, They have elderberry syrup. They have elderberry supplements. But elderberry is important. But also, drink your teas. You can get your herbs through your teas. Um, the mental side. I mean, I talk about this all the time. Of course, therapy, therapy, therapy. Um, and, you know, uh, if you can go through your insurance. You can also go through your EAP if you have that at your job, EAP, or your, uh, your um, medical insurance. But... If you don't want to go that route, another option is meditation. Meditation is 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 a wonderful um, thing. You can do guided meditation. Uh, when I first started out, I was doing five minute guided meditations off of YouTube. Um, I'm up right now. I'm still doing ten minute guided meditations. Um, you can use guided meditations to help you um, progress through the process of getting to the point where you don't even need any type of guidance during your meditation, you can just do it freely. Um, I do all of it, so it's very beneficial. Um, emotional, emotional health, um, shoot, therapy is another thing, you know, to go through. And even meditation helps with that as well. And another thing that helps with the mental and emotional uh, health would be journaling. You know, uh, pick up a damn notebook and shit, just write your thoughts out, get that stuff out, you know, prayer works, you know, all that stuff works, saying affirmations work, um, I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do when I wake up, I do affirmations, I got, I, I use YouTube religiously, <laughs> um, 
I say my affirmations. I got um, I got particular affirmations that are specifically for the things that I feel I need to work on. And I have affirmations, whether it's uh, um, prosperity affirmations, uh, healing affirmations, and the child affirmations. I have affirmations for days that I use um, at any point in time. But affirmations, mantras, they're pretty much the same thing. Um, prayer, like I said. So, yeah. We got to take better care of ourselves, black man. Black man, black man. Yes. Um, let's see. Where we at right now? Where we at right now? Uh, where do I want to move along to? Uh, let me pause for a minute and go to the restroom because the, yeah, the, you know how I do. The liquor running through me. So, one second. And I'm back. Um crazy i'm walking to the bathroom i got the i got my drink in my hand <laughs> um where am i moving along to in the outline let me go let me let me uh just run it let me go to the the blackity black woke segment blackity black woke segment all right um we here blackity black woke segment So let me pull up these uh these topics. Um yeah, so more information has been coming out about the assassination of the Haitian president. Uh I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Joven Jovenel Mosey. So it has been coming out that the Guys who assassinated the Haitian president have ties to U.S. law enforcement. Yes. I wish you could see me right now because my eyes are going back and forth. I'm like, are you surprised? Are you not surprised? I mean, <laughs> you the the people, the guys, I think it was up to like 15 or some, some guys. I forgot how many guys they said. But um, they all had ties to U.S. law enforcement, whether they were informants or or what they it don't even matter. They worked for U.S. law enforcement. Um, it was an article that was in the uh, Daily Mail said friend of mastermind behind assassination of Haiti president says America backed the killing. As it's revealed, DEA informant and FBI informants are among suspected hitmen. And they even said that when they when they did the assassination, that the guys uh, disguised themselves as DEA agents. <laughs> they and they were from Haiti and Colombia and. If you don't know, the United States government has a lot of ties to Colombia. There's there's uh, U.S. military bases over in Colombia. I know people who have been stationed over in Colombia and worked in Colombia. U.S. government. So, yeah. Says several of the men involved in the operation that killed Haiti's president previously worked as U.S. law enforcement informants. According to people briefed on the matter, as U.S. investigators grapple with an increasing number of Florida links to the alleged hit squad, 
At least one of the men arrested by Haitian authorities previously worked as an informant for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, the DEA said in a statement in response to CNN. Quote, at times, one of the suspects in the assassination of Haitian President Jovenel Mosey was a confidential source to the DEA, the DEA said in a statement. Following the assassination of President Mosey, the suspect reached out to his contacts at the DEA. Others also had USA ties, including working as informants for the FBI. The people briefed on the matter said. The FBI said in response to CNN's reporting that it doesn't comment on informants except to say that it uses lawful sources to collect intelligence as part of its investigations. Man, this shit. I mean, as a black man, I'm not surprised because, you know, this is the type of shit that they did against people in their own homeland. They did this against us in our own homeland. Cointel Pro. But then the White House came out and said that they, that uh, two days after the assassination, the White House came out and said that Haiti will be receiving vaccines from the U.S. early as next week. And like I already stated on the last episode, Haiti was one of the countries that refused the, the vaccination program. And the president was was adamant about, no, we are not doing the vaccine. We are not. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy how us as black people, we just we just let so much stuff go by because we don't, we concerned about some of the dumbest shit. We concerned about shoes and partying and rapper and celeb gossip and stuff like that and just bullshit <laughs> and all this stuff just be right under our nose man and we know it is not like there's not a history of it and you know that stuff hasn't come out to prove the these quote-unquote conspiracies it's like to the point where if you hear conspiracy you almost have to believe it's true but even along with the Haiti stuff, um, Cuba have been having massive pro-democracy protests. And I, I'm not really too um, knowledgeable about everything that's going on in Cuba, but I know a lot of it has been coming up. And the only reason I've mentioned, I'm mentioning it now is because Haiti and Cuba are two countries that have been continuously punished by the United States as well as other countries that are uh, affiliated with the United States because of their um, I'm, I'm trying to find the right word. They basically don't fuck they don't fuck with with the United States and and what they stand for. And we know back going back in history and stuff like that with the Haitian Revolution against, you know, s slavery and stuff like that. And even um, over the years, the past years of how Cuba has has uh, been under an embargo 
with the United States where they can't do a lot of trade. They can't do trading and stuff like that. And it was to the point where we couldn't even travel over there and vice versa. You know, um, under Obama, it got to the point where people could travel over there. And I'm not sure if it, if it got um, if we can still travel over there or not or if, if Trump or Biden, you know, um, canceled that or not. I'm not sure. Uh, but Haiti and Cuba, two countries that are full of black, quote unquote, black people, always dealing with some shit. You know what I'm saying? But there, and 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 even outside of that, um, there there's been protests in Paris right now, protests against the mandatory vaccinations of healthcare workers. And vaccination passports, because um, the French president mandated special COVID nineteen pass for access to all restaurants, shopping malls, orders all health healthcare workers to get vaccine shots and stuff. So they've been having massive protests over there, and they're not the only country that have been having crazy, you know, protests because of the vaccine and stuff. Excuse me. I'm so sorry that that went into the mic. I tried to hurry up and hurry up and move my face away. Um, speaking of the vaccine, Johnson and Johnson says FDA is expected to announce that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine has been linked to a serious but rare side effect called Guillain-Barré syndrome. I don't know what the syndrome is. I didn't I didn't even look it up, but it says that um the FDA ended up attaching a warning of a rare oh it's a rare nerve syndrome um that the FDA put a warning on because of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. And then recently um Johnson and Johnson already had another thing come out about some sunscreen, sunscreen and some type of lotion. Um because it was causing some side effects or whatever. So Johnson & Johnson always got some shit going on with them. It says federal regulators concluded that uh, uh, federal regulators concluded that the risk of developing the syndrome was low and that the benefits of vaccines still strongly outweigh it. I don't see it that way. I just I look at it like if there's a chance if there's a chance of any form of side effect that no, it's not worth it. Especially if your immune system is, I ain't getting into that. Moving along, Kate Sadler. Kate Sadler, um, I never heard of her, but um, I guess she's she's somebody because it was reported on social media. It was on Baller Alert. Um, she's an entertainment reporter. It says reporter Kate Sadler battling COVID nineteen Delta strain despite being vaccinated. Despite outside being open, entertainment reporter Kate Sadler reminds us that COVID-19 is very real after testing positive for the new strain despite being fully vaccinated. The 46-year-old revealed that she tested positive for the relentless Delta variant of COVID-19 after caring for someone who had the virus, though they thought that it was just the flu at the time. And it's amazing how the flu just went away. It's It's amazing how... You hear majority of the deaths has only been from COVID. 
codes have gone away. You ain't heard nobody having no code. You ain't heard nobody having no flu. You ain't heard nobody having no type of bronchitis or nothing. Everything has been COVID. Every death has been COVID. Every sickness has been COVID. But moving along. During her time looking after the individual, Sadler was fully vaccinated and wore a mask. She wore a mask. Though this was not enough to protect her against the highly trans transmissible strain. Quote, I assumed I would be fine. Well, I'm not. I am one of many breakthrough cases that we are seeing more of each and every day. End quote. Salad wrote in a lengthy post Instagram post. The former e-host says that she has experienced extreme congestion, pus oozing from her eyes, fever and fatigue. She is now urging people to continue wearing masks around large crowds and remaining vigilant. I hope she gets better, whatever's going on with her. Um, Los Angeles County reinstates mask mandate. Nation's largest county to acquire masks indoors even for fully vaccinated people. And it's interesting because... I still wear my mask when I go out and stuff like that. But I got to be honest. When I go to the gym, I don't wear no mask. I don't. I don't wear no mask. Um, honestly, um, I'm not trying to live in fear. Um, people say, well, you need to be safe. Well, me wearing a mask in the gym is not going to keep me safe, honestly. Me doing all that I do at home keeps me safe. Ingesting my herbs in my body taking my supplements, that both things that build my immune system up, making sure my mind is strong and my emotions are balanced and in check, that keeps my immune system going. Because we talk all this stuff about vaccine, this vaccine, that medicines and all that other stuff, but we fail to realize how important the, our mental, emotional is, is important to our immunity think about the times that you've gotten sick or you feeling you feeling lethargic or you feeling tired and stuff like that if it's coming from stress or you, or stuff like that or everything is connected to stuff you know everything is connected but protesters demand authorities cancel the Tokyo Olympics after Olympic villager if after Olympic Village staffer reportedly test positive for COVID. Man, the way I feel about the Olympics, man, the Olympics ain't going to happen. It's just a matter of time before they cancel it, honestly. It's just a matter of time before they cancel it. It says athletes around the globe prepared to head to Tokyo to compete in the world's biggest athletic competition. Citizens of Tokyo gather asking Authorities to call the games off. As we previously reported, Tokyo has recently experienced a surge in COVID cases, and it looks like the virus has infiltrated Olympic grounds. And this just shows you how they don't really care about nobody. They don't care about nobody, whether it's in that country, our country, or whatever. They don't care about nobody because they already know this stuff is going on, but they are so pressed to have this Olympics go on that they'll, they're bringing visitors, athletes, people that don't even live in Tokyo over into into that into that uh country and putting other people at risk. 
According to TMZ TV, an Olympic Village staffer tested positive for the virus on Friday, and organizers revealed they are under pressure in regards to how the Olympic Games will proceed. Organizers reportedly note the staffer is not a resident of Japan, and their job is only described as games-concerned personnel. Nevertheless, protesters have gathered outside the Olympic Village demanding the Olympics be canceled. As we previously reported, Tokyo is currently under a state of emergency, which prompted the Japanese Olympic Committee to ban spectators. And just um, being close to it, all this stuff hitting close to home in regards to the Olympics, Bradley Bill, who plays for the Washington Wizards, was selected for the Olympic basketball team. And he recently was placed in the health and safety protocol. And it's said that he, he I don't know if he has COVID or he's experiencing symptoms or what, but he is no longer on the Olympic basketball team because of this. And... They all the the Olympic basketball team, American basketball team, recently canceled one of their exhibition games because of this. So I've been saying this for weeks now that it's just a matter of time before they cancel the Olympics. I will be shocked if they go along with the Olympics. I really will be. <laughs> oh man. Let me see what I got here on this outline. Make sure I don't miss out on no topics, miss out on anything. Um, Let me see. Uh, I thought this was an interesting story. It says, Illinois becomes first to mandate Asian American history be taught in public schools. And you know, past couple of episodes, I talked about critical race theory and how so much fight over this and all they don't want these politicians don't want the uh, critical race theory and stuff to be taught in the schools. Um, (laughs) But now you see the state of Illinois says they're becoming the first to mandate Asian American history be taught in public schools. And this, this my, I can go down a rabbit hole with this stuff with, when it comes to the United States and, and China, but cause it's like, you would think that the United States and China are in bed with each other. China has been particularly um, making moves around the world. Um, They've been investing a lot of money and doing a lot of things in Africa. And it seems like their their reach is is moving along to the United States. And it seems, man, I'll leave it at that. It is what it is. Y'all do y'all. Y'all do y'all own research. So, um, where I'm at? Uh, uh, I came across this, and I thought this was interesting and very sad, but not surprising when it comes to our country. It says, rents are out of reach everywhere. There is no state county or city in the country where a full-time minimum wage worker can afford a two-bedroom rental a new report says and that's from cnn and i saw i've seen this several times on social media about that 
about how people who are making minimum wage can't afford no type of rent in this country. I mean, I I really don't know what to say about this. I mean, I'm not surprised because, shit, I know how much I make. I got a mortgage, and I know my mortgage is way less than a lot of people's rent, and I got way more (laughs) than these people paying rent. And it's just it's, it's sad. It's crazy. And I know... A lot of people say that ownership ain't for everybody, but I feel like, man, fuck that. Ownership should be the goal. It gives you something. It gives you something to pass along to your family. And rent is just giving somebody else money, and they're taking advantage of it, man. They, they're really taking advantage of it. And when it comes to this minimum wage shit, you hear a lot of people... Um, pushing minimum wage to be to be up to fifteen dollars and such and such like that. You already have some companies um, already put it in place where the, the minimum wage to go up, but it ain't even going up right away. It's going up over a certain amount of years. So you'll be making like ten dollars an hour. That's I don't know. I don't even know what the minimum wage is right now, but you'll have some companies saying we're going to up our minimum wage to fifteen dollars, but they don't even do it right away. They say it'll be up to fifteen dollars by the year twenty twenty four. That shit ain't gonna matter then. By the time twenty twenty four comes, shit, the prices of shit is going to be going up even more. So you mean you gonna need you gonna need minimum wage to be up to about twenty five dollars. So this is this is the shit they be playing. They be playing people, man. They be putting stuff in place to to calm you down, to pander to you. But the shit ain't even no benefit to you right now. Shit crazy. Now this next topic is something that I went back and forth with whether I was going to even bring up or not. Because When you're dealing with talking about certain stuff with the LGBTQ community, you got to be careful. But this shit, what what I'm about to bring up is, is outrageous. So I came across this on Instagram. It says, San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus, quote, we're coming for your children. So I'm about to play a clip for you from this. Children happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco. Warn about San Francisco. We're coming for your children. children will convert your children we're coming for your children 
And like I said, that is the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus. Quote, we're coming for your children. Related to that is this. Library apologizes for hosting Rainbow Dildo Butt Monkey to entertain children. Library apologizes for hosting Rainbow Dildo Butt Monkey to entertain children. And this ain't nothing new because you have a lot of libraries that have uh, ho have reading sessions where they have somebody come in and read for kids and they're uh, drag queens and stuff like that. But moving along, I just wanted to point, point that out. And that was the... Blackity black woke segment. Moving along. Back to the black man. I came across this um this post, and I thought it was a very good post. Bear me with me one second while I pull it up. It says, men are sharing the things they wish women knew about them. And I feel like this is always a great thing because men aren't humanized enough. And fuck that. Not men. Black men aren't humanized enough. So it's about, uh, what's it? 21 things that men are sharing that they wish women knew about them. So I'm going to go down the list. Number one, just because I'm not talking doesn't mean I'm not enjoying my time with you. I can understand that. Number two, we actually really want to be complimented too. A 60-year-old woman complimented complimented me five years ago and it still makes me feel good which just shows how little we get compliments i've talked about that plenty of times about how men need compliments we want compliments we need it just as much as women do and we still don't get it <laughs> despite the fact how many times we say it physical whatever we compliment shit give a nigga a compliment you listening to the show you got a whole week until my next episode. Give a man a compliment somehow, some way. Number three, it's hard to get over you after a breakup. We don't really have emotional support systems in place to rely on. And a lot of men have small social circles. So losing someone means a lot to us. And it, this goes back to the last episode when I was talking about divorce and how men are more intentional when it comes to marriage because they don't want to go through a divorce or any type of separation. Because when it comes down to it, we don't have support systems. For one, we don't support ourselves emotionally. We don't know how to support ourselves emotionally. Two, because we don't know how to support ourselves emotionally, you have to realize that the guys around us don't know how to support themselves emotionally. So how can we expect to have 
any emotional support from our boys or our dads or our brothers. I don't feel like whether I don't feel like us having small circles matters because any type of emotional support from another man would be beneficial. I don't think the size of it matters. It could be one person that could just, you know, that can be very beneficial or allow you to have a breakthrough or a safe space. So I don't think that matters. So that goes back to, you know, almost, um, not even almost, it goes back to, to, to guys using that option of therapy. Or using that option of a, a, um, a pastor, or or finding somebody a mentor. You know, having a mentor is important. Having somebody to talk to, a therapist, a pastor, somebody. Having somebody, having a place that is a safe space for you. That somebody with somebody who can relate to you. But I think the. Another important thing, just going back to the divorce thing and separation thing, like uh, for men, like losing somebody is 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 very heartbreaking for us. It's very traumatic for us based off the fact that we aren't so in tune with our emotions and we don't know how to express it and stuff. We're more intentional with uh, the people that we want to be around, you know, um, because of because of that aspect, we're more guarded. So we we ch- we're more intentional about choosing who we want around us, whether it's friendships, male friendships, or it's who we want to be in a relationship with. We aren't great with hints. Communication is king, and 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 I agree with that. Like. Um, Women seem to always think that we have to be the first to do something or we have to be the initiator, you know, according to uh, history or narratives or gender roles and stuff like that. But, you know, a a lot of times guys just want to just be laid back and stuff like that. We, we, you'll be, despite what, you think guys aren't that aggressive. Granted, you have aggressive guys out here that just be trying to fly through through women or whatever, but most of the times guys just be trying to just be chill about things or whatever. Number five, when we tell women that we don't know how we feel about something, it's usually true, and we genu- genuinely don't understand how we are supposed to feel. I personally wasn't allowed to express emotions growing up, and it turned into me not being able to understand my emotions. I mean, I don't really have to go into that. I mean, I talked about that several times before. I talked about that, how I had to learn uh, in therapy with with uh, with my black woman therapist that I had previously. I was with her. I was uh, going to therapy with her for, for two years plus, and... Our focus was me learning how to connect with my feelings, how to express my feelings, and how to identify my feelings. Because that is not something that is 
Um, that's not something that's natural to most of uh, most of us guys because we have been taught to suppress it. Number six, I really like to hang out with my friends because I love them, not because I don't want to spend time with this. And I talked about this on the episode uh, Bros Before You Know. That episode, Bros Before You Know. I talked about that. Like when we get with the guys, this, that if we ain't already going to therapy and stuff like that or we don't have a release and stuff like that, that's our release. It ain't about us trying to go out here and trying to mack with no girls and nothing like that. We would sit in the house all day long and and watch TV and and just talk about stupid shit. That's our release. That's our that's our comfort. Seven. Sometimes men just don't get hard. It's not you. It's many things from lifestyle and diet to stress and anxiety. Please try not to take it as a sign of a lack of attraction or affection. Sometimes it just happens. Yeah. I mean, and this goes to the physical aspect of physical sexual intimacy or whatever. And this is why I, I, I earlier I talked about guys taking better care of their their physical health or whatever, taking supplements, eating better, working out and stuff like that. Because when guys get to a certain age point, their testosterone and their vitality starts declining. So if you're not taking care of your physical health, then it'll rapidly go down. And a lot of times, because guys aren't in tune with their emotions and stuff like that, that turns into stress and anger and stuff like that. So that affects, that directly affects their down down there with them getting that blood flow to that area, getting aroused and stuff like that. So just keep that in mind, ladies. And fellas, also keep that in mind that you got to do better about your hope. You got to do better. Number eight, men have emotions and there are points where we need to cry. Tears happen not just from pain, but also from joy. Men, we have to release. We have to release. It's, it's a lot of ways that we can release, but crying is one that is definitely important. Like, shit, couple, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday, um, I had a moment where I didn't fully cry, but I shed a tear or two. And it was to the point where when it happened, my eyes was burning. And my eyes was burning because I haven't been doing it, <laughs> you know? My eyes was burning because I haven't been crying. Because uh, that release that was coming out was, was honestly, it, it was toxic. I was releasing toxins from my body, just like with sweat, with working out and stuff like that. Number nine, it's okay to make the first move. Guys can be shy too. Come talk to me instead of staring at me. And that goes back to um, number four when it says we aren't great with hints. Communication is king. Number 10, we don't know where we want to eat either. <laughs> and that, that shit always pisses me off when, when you see all these posts on social media and this narrative that guys always got to pick, you know, where to eat or what to do and all this other stuff like that. Sometimes guys don't know what they want to do. Sometimes, you know, 
based off of how they grew up and how their childhood was situated, they never experienced certain things. So they don't know. They don't know how to make plans. And that, that goes back to the stuff that I was saying about just look at it. Guys, you don't see too many guys trips because guys don't know how to make plans. Guys don't know how to come together and make plans. It's easy for women to come together and make plans and go on girls' trips and go on brunch dates and all this other stuff. It is hell trying to get some guys together. It is hell. We are Men have been conditioned a certain way to only focus on certain things, and that has been money, looking a certain way, and having a certain type of material possession. So it is up to women sometimes to introduce new things to us. And that is what y'all are great at because that is part of y'all womb manifestation. (laughs) Y'all more in tune with, with your with your body than men are. So being in tune with your body, women, y'all more in tune with y'all womb and stuff like that. When it comes to the the private sexual parts, that those parts breathe creativity and stuff like that. And men just aren't that in tune with their sexual parts and their sexual bodies and stuff like that. And that will be another episode coming up. But, yeah, so sometimes, you know, women introduce your man to stuff. That will that will open the door up for him to want to do different things and to put a spark in him into planning things for you. Number 11, we like random gifts, random hugs, and random signs of affection and love. Sometimes just a cup of coffee in my favorite mug is enough to convince me it's going to be a good day. And this is what I'm talking about. Men are human as well. We like love and affection. And we need to feel uh, nurtured. We need to feel that nurturing. We need to feel we need to feel safe as well. We need that safe space that opens us up to be more open more intimate, more affectionate, more loving with you. Number 12, a boner doesn't always mean I'm horny. Sometimes it just pops up out of nowhere. I mean, yeah, that's just the body. (laughs) I don't need to go into that. 13, when we say we're thinking about nothing, the majority of the time we really are thinking of nothing. Or maybe we are thinking of ridiculous made-up scenarios that sound stupid with said out loud. Ladies, just like, I mean, just like y'all do the same thing. We we are the same. We are both humans. We may look at things differently, but we experience the same things as y'all do. Period. 14. Men love being the target of a romantic gesture. Many men never have been. Like I said, we have to be introduced to things in order for certain stuff inside of us to be unlocked. 15. Please ask us out. It makes us feel wanted and loved. I just talked about this on last episode. Men want to feel desired. We want compliments. We want to feel like we're liked. We want to feel like we're wanted. We want to feel like we're loved. We want to feel this. We're human. 
Don't fall into the narrative the same way that we have. This program, this indoctrination. 16, playing hard to get does not work at all. It really don't. We just be like, fuck it, I ain't got time for her. I'll move along to what I can easily get. 17, we get angry. We get depressed. We get sad. We want to cry and be held at times too. Being told by one of my exes that real men don't cry when I was at a really low point only further pushed me down that dark hole. Please don't do that. That shit hurts and it sticks with us. Like I said, we are human. Men deal with a lot of stuff because we hold on to a lot of stuff because we can't release it. We can't release it. That's what we've been told. We can't release stuff. So a lot of times when we're quiet, when we're angry and stuff like that is because we got a lot of stuff in and we don't feel like we have a safe space to let that stuff out. And then just to have an add on of attitude, of disrespect from a woman or not getting any type of love and affection. I mean, I can go on and on and on. All this stuff ties into each other. 18. If you don't want to hear the truth about something, don't ask me to tell you the truth because I'm going to tell you the truth every time. And guys will tell you the truth if you ask for it. We're more direct than women are. We just are. And that's why I said a couple of episodes ago, honesty is overrated. Honesty is really overrated because a lot of times people aren't ready for that honesty. They aren't mature enough to handle the honesty. Et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I can go on and on, but for a later date. 19. Sometimes men just need some alone time. Yes, we do. That's why it's so big for us to have man caves and stuff like that. <laughs> because it takes us longer to process and to uh, really move through our emotions because for one it takes us a minute to really try to figure out what's going on with us and then a lot of times we don't we don't identify what's going on with us we can't process it if we can't identify it so a lot of times we just have to go through it i remember uh on creed 2 when uh michael b jordan lost the first fight and um his girl was talking to his stepmom and uh, Felicia Rashad was a stepmom. Felicia Rashad said, you just have to let him get through it by himself. That's just how it is sometimes with us because we don't know how to identify our emotions a lot of times. So if we're not identifying it, we don't know how to process it. So a lot of times we just have to grow through it. A lot of times we won't grow through it. A lot of times we will suppress it. But a lot of times we just have to let just we need more time to get through it. We need more time to let it let it slide. Um, number 20, we can be uncomfortable with unwarranted physical contact as well. And this is a this is a contradiction. I know. Yes, we want love and affection and stuff like that. Compliments and stuff. But because we have been so programmed to suppress it, it makes us uncomfortable. So, yeah, you will have times where this is it's sort of like when you deal with a person that has has dealt with sexual assault or have been raped and stuff like that. It takes time for them to actually get through um, the 
to get to the point where they are comfortable to feel touched again or to to receive to receive a compliment or to to initiate some type of intimacy and stuff. Number 21. Tell us more about what you like in bed. Yeah. We ain't rocket scientists. Like a lot of guys, they they don't mind being taught as long as it's it's uh interactive teaching. <laughs> Teach us while, you know, tell us why you why you teach. While you're telling us and teaching us, let it be interactive, you know? That's a form of intimacy. It's a form of mental and emotional intimacy as well as physical. Because for one, we're learning and we're doing. And in the process of learning and doing, we're connecting and we're being. Damn. (laughs) Moving along because I am... Deep into this episode, okay, um, I'm going to have to leave this one topic for next time. So, um, yeah, men sharing the things they wish women knew. Shit, shit, this episode. This is a great episode already. I know it is. Share this shit with men and women. Share the damn episode. <laughs> um, Carrie Hilson. Curry Hilson, the beautiful Curry Hilson. Um, she she uh tweeted out and said, men who provide emotional security and display wise leadership will get the softest, most feminine, relaxed, trusting, guard, uh, excuse me, guard down, submissive, nurturing version of their woman. Excuse me. Even successful. Strong women want to feel safe enough to be solved. That is our true nature. The man who makes me feel safe will have the world. Initiative is sexy as fuck. Okay. When I saw this tweet, I mean, this ain't nothing new. We heard this shit all before. But, you know, you know how social media is and when when stuff seems to get polarized like it ain't never been heard before, but yeah, I I understand that. I understand um, women want to feel safe, but just like I I was saying about the men, men want to feel safe too. It just ain't all about you. It ain't all about you, ladies. Like we keep doing this tug of war thing instead of actually instead of dropping that t- that rope and sitting down in front of each other. And actually being balanced, having a balanced and vulnerable conversation. One person ain't important than the other. We both want to feel safe. We both want to. It shouldn't be no situation. And this is where these type of conversations go way left. Because it's always a situation where the narrative of feeling safe gets pulled to a another narrative of well if a man if this man ain't being a good a quote unquote good boy then he ain't getting nothing from me he ain't getting no sex he ain't getting my attention he ain't getting a meal he ain't getting whatever and this goes back to inner child things 
childhood trauma. We have to really sit down and be honest with ourselves about where all of this shit is coming from. This being safe, coming from a man or a woman, both. Are we using this shit as a safety net, projecting it on to the other person because we don't actually want to deal with what's going on inside with us? We're using each other under this umbrella of feeling safe and secure for not dealing with our childhood traumas. Example, I've talked about it plenty of times before. My parents weren't emotionally present for me. And what heavily affects me is my mom not being emotionally present for me. So what I need, what my love languages are is love and affection and all that, words of affirmation, physical touch and stuff like that. So I can easily sit here and, and and say to a woman, I need to be safe and secure before I do this. Right? I can easily say that and put up a wall if I'm not getting it. Putting it all on the woman. But that ain't right. Because if I already know that that's the issue and I'm not doing nothing about it for myself, then I'm punishing punishing that woman for the things that my mom didn't give me. I'm projecting what I didn't get in my childhood onto that woman. But because I'm in therapy and I've been in therapy and I've been working on that, I understand the things that I need to do for myself. I I understand the things that I need to do to make me feel safe and secure within myself. Granted, those are still my love languages. I'm doing, I'm just, I'm going to just throw out random numbers. I'm doing 70% of the work that I need to do. And leaving 30% that I'll need from a relationship, that I want from a relationship, for my lady. So we got to stop throwing this, this safety and security thing out there as this, this crutch, as this wall that, that we have up. Particularly, and this particularly comes from women. For us, to be, for us men to be able to receive love, affection, Etc. Etc. So I'm gonna go through some other posts that I came across that lined up with this. This from a guy, and this is a a popular guy on social media. His name is Cosmic Brian. If if you if if you know him, you know him. He's into the spirituality and stuff like that. But he said, "Trust me, King. She's willing to give you more than you've asked for, or can't even handle. But you haven't made her feel safe enough to unlock it." It's more than just physical safety she requires. Emotional 
and spiritual safety space are just the beginning. And I was disappointed when I saw that he 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 wrote this because this shit goes both ways. And this and this is I'm tired of this narrative that things got to be one way. Men are human as well. And when it comes down to it, like I I know I be saying that one is not greater than the other. But and it's is 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 really is not. No, the man and woman is not greater than the other, but it's more difficult for men to feel safe and secure than I feel than it, it is for women. Just based off of the fact that we've been programmed and indoctrinated into suppressing our emotions. It takes it takes a certain it takes us it takes us a certain amount of time to unlock emotions. That's why I feel as though a lot of men need to get into therapy. And I I push this religiously. But at the same time Women have to understand that this shit ain't one-sided. Like, you can't punish no man for him being programmed a certain way. Women have to start, and like I said last episode, just because a woman is more emotional than a man doesn't mean she has emotional intelligence. Doesn't mean she's self-aware. Ladies, you have to take responsibility and take accountability for this these crutches that y'all come up with that's surrounded in y'all emotions. Because men and women, when it comes to relationships, we are projecting our relationships that we've had with our parents onto our significant others. But if we aren't self-aware, if we aren't emotionally intelligent, if we aren't healing from these situations, we can't effectively be in a relationship and cultivate a relationship. We can't. Another post. I have no problem submitting, but I don't submit to a man who doesn't make it safe. And just because you're a man doesn't mean you're worth submitting to. Submission becomes easy when you're safe. And this is from this is from two women, these posts. Like this is the narrative that's being pushed out here. And this is this is this is why guys don't even want to feel bothered at times. I'm just being honest with you. So somebody responded to Curry Hilson, and this person said, emotional security and wise leadership. How does it make a woman feel when a man lacks these characteristics? Curry Hilson responded. She said, well, we're human and the degrees of these would vary, but it feels unsafe, insecure and balanced, unsure, causes us to question or challenge your decisions or feel anxiety about them, not as trusting, distant or guarded, can even be tra- traumatizing experience for a woman. And this is what I'm talking about. These are too many, too many individuals fall victim to these collective narratives. This is the problem that I have with us, period, as humans, as individuals. We we fall victim to these collective narratives because we aren't emotionally intelligent. We aren't self-aware. 
we just run with everything that's being pushed out there because they resonate with us to a degree. Somebody responded again. I have been seeing screenshots of this tweet all over my IG. Curry Hilson responded. Must be some truth to it. Many women are wanting to hear their hearts through that tweet. A wise man would pay attention. It is describing a woman's perspective, her feelings, her nature, her femininity. This could be healing. All one-sided. All one-sided. I understand as men, as black men, we have a lot of work to do when it comes to our emotions, um, being able to identify emotions, our feelings, processing it, et cetera. I understand that. And that's why I push for guys to go to therapy. Because no matter how intelligent you are, mentally intelligent you are, I'm telling you, when you go to therapy, some shit will be pointed out to you that you never even thought of or knew about yourself. I consider myself a highly intelligent person. But the moment I got the therapy, I was humbled. Guys, we have a lot of work to do when it comes to the emotional intelligence. But also, guys, I understand that this one-sided narrative is frustrating. It's uh, a turn-off. So I understand. I'm with you. <laughs> but ladies, I just gotta I just gotta say, we are human too. We are human. It is very difficult for us emotionally. Very difficult. I can go on and on, but I'm I'm coming up to two hours, but it is really emotional. <laughs> it is really it's really a struggle for us to be emotional when we want to be emotional and not understand the emotions when it's coming and all that. It's just, it's a lot. This is a, it's a larger conversation that needs to be discussed even more. So just this one episode I know just ain't even, it's just the tip of the iceberg. We just scratching the surface. But like I said, please share this episode with men and women, black men and women. Share this episode because these type of these type of episodes, the conversations that I've been having may spark something for somebody who is in a relationship that doesn't understand their man or a man that doesn't understand his woman or a woman who's feeling jaded about relationships or a man who's feeling jaded about relationships. It will help. So please share this. Like I said, your story is only 24 hours. Share the, share the shit. I know I ain't polarizing like all the other people out here that be putting that bullshit out there but this shit is real so spotify apple Podcasts, google play stitcher amazon man taste to consider podcast on instagram a taste to consider.com check out the merchandise greatest i am blog.com you a-N-D-U underscore network on Instagram. All of the podcasts under the network are on there. We got all the content for you for each and everything. Entertainment, shoot, 
uh, spirituality, political, social, comedy, all that. And we got a new podcast coming soon. So I'm out of here. I appreciate y'all and I love y'all. Let's go. Sick and sit a podcast, let's go. Trouble right from the start. Taught me so many lessons. How not to mess with broken hearts. So many questions. When this began, we was the perfect match. Perhaps we had some problems, but we working at it. And now the arguments are getting loud. I wanna stay, but I can't help from walking out. Let's throw it away. Just take my hand and understand. If you could see, I never planned to be a man, it just wasn't me. But now I'm searching for commitment and other arms. I wanna shelter you from home. Don't be alone. Your attitude was a cause. You got me Soon as I open up the door with your jealous questions Like where can I be and live in need with your jealousy Then my ambitions to be free, I can't grieve Cause soon as I leave, it's like a trap I hear you calling me to come back I'm a sucker for love Say sick and sit a podcast Man, I swear Say sick and sit a podcast I feel like this is my best episode ever, man I just, the, the energy around it, the vibe, the flow, man I just, I, I feel great about this Say sick and sit a podcast Wanna fall for it, but in this case, what could I do? So now I'm back to making promises to you, trying to keep it true. What if I'm wrong? A trick to keep me on and on, trying to be strong in the process, keep it going. About to lose my composure, I'm getting close to packing up and leaving notes and getting ghosts. Tell me who knows a peaceful place where I can go to clear my head. I'm feeling low, losing control. My heart is saying leave, or what a tangle where we weave when we conspire to conceive. And now you're getting calls at the house, guess you're cheating. That's all I need to hear. I'm out the dope, never know more when you see me, this is the end Cause now I know you've been cheating, I'm a sucker for love Tears on your pillow when you still stay As you sit and break, hoping the beatings will go away It wasn't always a hit and run relationship It used to be love, happiness, and companionship Remember when I treated you good I moved you up to the hills, out the hills of the ghetto hood Me and you were happy home When it was on, I had a love to call my own I should have seen you was trouble, but I was lost Trapping your eyes, preoccupied with getting tossed No need to lie, you had a man and I knew it You told me, don't worry about it, we can do it Now I'm under pressure Make a decision cause I'm waiting When I'm alone, I'm on the phone Having secret conversations I wanna take your misery Replace it with happiness But I need your faith in me I'm a sucker for love Say sick and sit a podcast Let's go I'm a sucker for love. Say stick and sit a podcast. I appreciate you, man. I feel like this is the best episode I ever recorded. <laughs> I really do right now. Say stick and sit a podcast.